everyone this is amanda back with another episode of dating will be the death of me and today we are joined by a very special guest so i'm gonna let our guests introduce themselves hi my name is chika ikimize um i'm a freelance writer based in brooklyn and i run a newsletter slash brand called 20 something um which is essentially a weekly newsletter where we pose unanswerable questions just kind of ruminating on the things about being in your 20s. Um, so it's sex, it's dating, relationships, but also like work and relationships with our parents and our friends and money. And yeah, and I always kind of describe it as like being 20 something is not like an age, it's a state of mind. And so that's that's 20 something. I love that. And it, it's so true. Like it is such a, a state of mind. And I'm, I'm almost 30, so I can't say I'm a 20 something for that much longer. But I feel like all the things that worry me now are not going to go away when I turn 30. It's still going to be yeah. fully like <laughs> a part of me. And that's why it's a state of mind is like you can be in your 30s, but still 20 something. You yeah, know? definitely. <laughs> so where did you kind of get the idea for that? Or what prompted you to actually start the newsletter slash brand? Yeah, so I was actually working full time in philanthropy. And then me and my best friend and my roommate at the time, same person, she was my best friend and my roommate at the time. Um, we wanted to kind of like a creative outlet because it was during COVID and it was probably about like, let's say February, no, it was just before, it was February 2020. Um, and we wanted a creative outlet and then COVID happened and we had all the time to really work on it. Um, and that was just like a weekly newsletter where it was brought, it was like chunked as like what we're reading and then what we're talking about because we would read articles and send them to each other and just kind of like wax in our like text message threads while we are at work. Um, and then we were like, oh, let's kind of bake this into something. I feel like we're saying good things. And I feel like people need to hear what we're saying. Um, and yeah, and those were ended up being a little bit more, they were like personal and, but they were a lot more like, um, I'll describe them as like a little soapboxy or a little bit waxing more in the general, right? Like we had one, one newsletter one week that it didn't perform that well, but it was one of my favorites. And I think it really encapsulates what <laughs> it is. It's like, is my vagina trying to tell me something? Um, it was about like an article I read about like labiaplasties. And I was just like, I think that we need to talk more about like the vagina as like a, as a thing and whatever, I don't know guys, but we just have a bunch of different pieces like that. And, and I really wanted to kind of like, each newsletter to kind of hit a new uh, inbox and people would be like, what on earth could this even be about? <laughs> um, and yeah, and, and that's, that's what it was. Cause I think there's the, for me, the crux of 20 something both as a brand and also as like an age is that I think there's a lot of universal experiences, but also a lot unsaid. Um, and I wanted to be able to say what is unsaid and have people be like, I feel the same way. I just never said anything. Yeah. So that's kind of how I, I feel about much and I don't know if you would agree, but I think our generation is the one that is having those like unsaid conversations or the, the things that we were told growing up not to talk about. I feel like we are the generation that's starting to at least like open that door. But it is there are still so many people or so many conversations that like even with friends that I've known my entire life, I'm like, am I going to make someone uncomfortable if I bring this up? But without fail, it's like oh my God, I've always wanted to talk about this. I was just embarrassed or I felt shame around it. So I think it's really cool. And like, yeah, talking about your vagina, like literally half of the world has one. So we should probably know things about it. Um, so I think that's super cool that 
you're having those conversations. And I want to bring up one of your posts um, later on in, in our discussion, but it's so accessible to like, I'm, I follow you on Instagram. I feel like everything is so, you know, like it's perfect for millennials. It's easy to read, accessible, and you get your point across really well, which I think is cool. Thank you. So who else do you work with on the newsletter? Slash your, so you said your roommate, former roommate slash best friend. Yes. So me and my best friend started it and then I actually was inspired by the newsletter and then quit my job, not to do the newsletter full time, but to write full time. Yeah. Um, and I think that the level of, um, I guess it was just like, I was a writer full time and she still had like a career. And so I started to just do the newsletter on my own. Cause I think it was like one of those unspoken things where we lived together, but like one week, like the newsletter just like didn't go out. Mm -hmm. And then like another one by, and then another one by. And so then a couple months later, I brought it back on my own. Um, and then one of my current writers, um, Natalie, she reached out and asked if she could like guest write one. And I was like, oh yeah, of course. And so she wrote her first one, I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, I think it might've been like, do all hot girls have IBS? Or so <laughs> hot girls um, And it might've been, I don't know if it was that one, but it, it was, that was something that did, that was one of her earlier ones. But, um, and that I think inspired me because I um, have always been kind of like a creative person. I've written all my life, but I, I, I've only been a writer for the past year and a half, two years. Um, but one of my detriments is that I love to start a project and then that's, it's gone, <laughs> it's, it's real, you know? And so I was really nervous about the expectation of myself to put out an article once a week. And mm -hmm. so when Natalie um, asked to write one, I was like, okay, well, do you want to write one like once a month? And then, um, then I started to ask more people, and now I have a team of three regular writers, um, Natalie, Bianca, and Sam, um, who, and um, another writer who was brought on Amani, um, and now we just kind of like shuffle around a little bit, like how many times um, we write. So it, it does look like everyone's writing like one, one piece a month, sometimes I'll write two a month, whatever. But then we're now in kind of like a growth phase, which is just like growth started language, but whatever. <laughs> of um, transitioning the newsletter to a website um, and having being able to kind of put out more content and not be kind of straight to the newsletter form um, and also doing other things like expanding it from just editorial to being a brand, right? Like I, I would love to post a 20 party that's like a very specific vision of what I think it means for 20 to be social with each other. Because I think there's lots of great things about the digital aspect of 20 something lives online but also a yearning for wanting to have more, you know, in-person connection, which I think, you know, generationally, millennials, Gen Z, Gen Z particularly struggles with um, because we're such an online generation. Yeah. That, that answered your question. That's up, but no, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. And I think it's probably awesome for you because did you ever struggle with not knowing what to write about? Like just absolute writer's block, like, oh my gosh, I, you know, what would be a good topic? Does it help to have other people to bounce ideas off of? Or, you know, I just feel like more minds makes it a little bit easier in terms of like coming up with content. Yeah, absolutely. And we do like monthly pitch meetings, which is really great. It's like a brainstorm. I don't really struggle with not writing, not knowing what to write about because I have like a running notes, um, running note on my phone. That's just like, I have like a dumb idea and then I'll just write it down. It's more just like having the idea and sitting down and writing it. Yeah. I get more of like forcing myself to write it, but the idea is not much. 
do you have a favorite topic that you have written about? Like one that stands out as damn, that was a good one. <laughs> I do have a couple. I have some that like, like I said, I, I'm obsessed with headlines that are like either dumb or just like provocative. Um, I think it's cause like I'm a child of like YouTube, like yeah. era 2010 to whatever. So like clickbait, I'm like, maybe that's the name of the game. Yep. So, <laughs> I love um, so I had a couple ones like really early into like going out to that I was obsessed with. Um, one of them was, cause it was literally in my notes app as like an article to pitch to a publication, but it's like, are boot guys racist? Um, did I answer the question? No. Like, was it like, it wasn't a little clickbaity? Absolutely. You know? Um, so that one was just like a funny, I was really proud of the headline. Um, there was one that I really, really, it's, do you want to know why you're still single? And that one I really loved because I had some people reaching out being like, oh my God, thank you for writing this. Um, because the answer to the question was like luck, you know, there's no specific thing. Like, sure, we can all do more to make it more likely that we find a partner, but at the end of the day, it's luck. And if you don't have one, it's not because you're doing anything wrong. It's because you're not lucky right now, you know? And I think that people who are in relationships are lucky. They're lucky to have found somebody that they're, you know, either really well matched with or someone they're willing to put up with. Yeah. Um, but just because you have it doesn't mean there's any major failure. And so... I, and that was one of my first ones too. And I, I, the process of writing it felt really great and getting the feedback also was really, really like made me really happy. And I, I agree with that. Like a hundred percent. I have a friend who she's been on dating apps for years and just by chance, she decided to go on her first date and it's like working out amazingly. And yeah. I'm over here, have been on probably like hundreds of dates and still haven't found the right person. So I'm hoping my luck <laughs> changes, but because yeah. then it, it, I mean, it's so easy to get down on yourself. Like I was talking to my parents, they've been together for 36 years and I was just talking to them, you know, what, what do you think I should look for more or what, what should I change about how I date? Because like, clearly it's not working. Um, but it's, you know, they're like, it's not your fault. Like you're a good person. Obviously you have friends, you have family that loves you. It's just, you haven't found the right person. And yeah. And if you haven't found the right person, I think the one thing I mentioned in the news that I wrote was that, like, and I'm not talking you are a good person, but it's like, there are bad people who are in relationships, yeah. right? Like, there's truly nothing that you can say that, like, I sometimes I also feel that way. It's like, I'm deserving of a relationship. And I think I am. Yeah. And you are too. But it's also just the fact that, like, some people aren't and they're in one. Like, literally, it's just luck. There's no, you know, perfect person that deserves a relationship and that doesn't, you know, it's, it's the human condition to, to in relationship with other people and sometimes it's hard to find exactly what you're looking for yeah so do you want to tell us a little bit about your experience with dating and you can tell us if dating has been the death of you like it has been for me <laughs> yeah um i yeah it's been, it's been rough um, <laughs> so i was um a late bloomer i didn't date in high school um both because like i had very like I was a, I had a very strict parents in terms of like going out. And so building relationships outside of like the school walls was not something that like I just knew how to do. So when I got to college, it wasn't like a, cause I feel like some people like wild out after that. I think I just didn't have the skills. And so I just didn't know how. And so I downloaded Tinder in the spring of my first year in college. Um, and I, yeah, I, I very rarely, I think, 
almost never, I think maybe one exception, but not had a, as I refer to a technology facilitated interaction, relationship, sexual, whatever. Um, like I've just been an app girl, I've been on the apps for, yeah, I guess like five years, um, five, six years. Um, but yeah, and when I, I first started like in college, I I was obsessed with sex. Like I was a very, <laughs> and not sexually precocious, but I just like, I hit puberty early. Like I just really was like, in my mind, a relationship with someone you could have sex with. And so my first, like, I don't even know how, like three years at least, but probably more, um, like the first couple years on, on apps. And then like, I lost virginity a couple years later. It was just like very sex focused. Um, and everything was means and end to get sex. But I think I was doing that and just like felt successful. I was having sex, but the actual interactions weren't good, you know, like both the sexual and then the actual person. Yeah. yeah. This is all like, yeah, I was going to put it all there. The guy I lost my virginity to like didn't text me the next day, even though like it was a whole thing. We knew that I was I was doing it, and he just like didn't. And I was just and I reflect back on that. I'm just like that's fucked up. Like sorry, I can, yeah, you can definitely yep, a hundred percent. That's fucked up. Like that's mean. That's cruel. Yeah. And so I didn't know at the time, but now reflecting back, the way that I was having sex, hooking up with guys, being like this is my time to shine. I think I let people, men, treat me in a way that is kind of mean yeah even if it's just a sexual relationship and I've, I've evolved a lot on that because I, I have a much higher threshold for someone i'm even having casual sex with like it just requires respect and i didn't require that um back then yeah uh, and then it wasn't until i'm gonna say 2018 the first time i actually had like a connection with somebody um in a way that was like oh this is more than just sex and it was he was in england so obviously it was more about it couldn't be about sex. yeah oh my gosh Um, (laughs) it's like a long story but it it um so my best friend studied abroad and she met a guy um and they were like you know hooking dating essentially and then he came to visit her he's truly like the sweetest guy i've ever met i don't say that about men but I, I just, <laughs> so we can trust um, this he actually yeah, was sweet he's really awesome guy and he like so we met and we became friends um and then like maybe like a year later um he like was like oh i have this friend from high school i think you guys were whatever secondary i don't know what I call mm-hmm. it, but <laughs> Um, I think you guys would get along. And so he connected us, and then me and that guy were like messaged literally all day, every day for like three months straight. And me and my best friend are going to London, like as like a vacation, but also and I always describe it as like a like a vacation double date, um, which is so really, fun. I was, yeah, too <laughs> <laughs> much of London, honestly. So I was, but I was like, that wasn't why I was there. Yeah, I didn't go back. I didn't, it's almost like, what's your favorite part of London? I'm like, I, I could not tell you. Um, but yeah, so yeah, and then I met up with him there, and we had like a, a week or so, a little bit less of like, just like, you know, romance, vacation, blah, 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 and then we got back, and things got weird, <laughs> as they inevitably do, um, and then it ended, but that was, and I remember going back to the actual vacation, because he had come for a little bit, and then he like went back to where he was living in England. And when he left, I cried because not because I was like, I'm going to miss him so much. I was just so like, I was like, this is the first time I ever felt like romantic. And like, yeah. it was like we're walking around London, like 
hands in hand, like going on di- like going to dinner dates and shit like that. And it's like I never had that before. Yeah. So it was like chronic. So I was just like, oh my god, that was so awesome. And then also I was like, I don't know when next time this is gonna happen to me. Right. And also like, like I don't know when I'm gonna see him again. But again, it, the majority of it wasn't him. It was just like I felt like I was mourning that because it was like that's just not my experience. It's not what I go through most of the time. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was the first time I ever like had like a deeper relationship and I think not from there but I think in the back of my mind subconsciously that's when I was like I want more than what I was getting before which is just like you know random guys um and then like yeah yeah I don't know if you guys have any other guiding questions I could say more but I don't yeah. want to well no it, and that kind of is a perfect segue because one of the things you have posted on your Instagram was the idea of like sharing your relationship or just sharing your relationship with other people because like you said, you didn't know what you wanted or what maybe you deserved until you had it. And then everything else felt probably worse or like, you know, maybe looking back again at that college experience where the guy never texted you back. Like I definitely have been in situations like that and I've let it totally ruin my mood, totally ruin like my self-confidence because I just, I didn't know that I I did deserve better. I was telling myself, oh, I must have done something wrong. I, you know, it, it can't be the guy. It must be me. But then having experiences where someone is doting on you, does want to do the romantic things, does want to make you feel good. I feel like unless you've felt it before, it's hard to know that it's out there. Um, so I love that you compared sharing relationships to sharing salaries because it's that idea of if you don't know that there is better, then you might just settle. So, <laughs> yeah, and I think it's something that is both are um, generationally there are some like remnants of of a past generation's idea of both, right? Like, mm-hmm. don't talk about that, whether it's for salary, whether it's relationship. It's like that's private, that's private, that's private, and it's like in in more often than not, keeping those things private is a way that people continue to treat you poorly in mm-hmm. private. Yeah. Um, so yeah and i and i i do think about it from the perspective of like yeah it is easy to get jealous of other people's relationships but at the same time um i think that kind of like that adage or that post is really like it requires a truthfulness because there's lots of times where people that i know are in relationships and i do desire a relationship but i i know what i want i don't want someone else's relationship um i want something that makes me feel good and i think that being very honest and open about like both to yourself and to other people when you are in a relationship, it's just like good for the long run because you can just see like what is good, not as like what is good and what is bad, what is good for you, mm-hmm. what is bad for you, what would work for you, what wouldn't work for you. Right. And I think that people take the idea of talking about relationships as like, especially if women are doing it, as like, oh, there was there goes those bitches again, always talking about relationships. And it's like, well, no, this is a really major part of what it means to be a human being, to yeah. be in relationship, not only romantic, but like to be in romantic relationships is a major part about being of being a human being. And you gotta think about it. And I think that if people don't think about it, that's when they're shitty. <laughs> like Yeah. Um, what has been or what is your relationship status now, if you don't mind sharing? Yeah, so I'm still single. I'm still to this day. I've never had like a "you're my boyfriend, I'm your girlfriend" mm-hmm. situation. Um, after that thing in England, London, 
um, I have like another situation ship. And like from there, it was like 2018 situation ship, 2019. Actually, it wasn't 2019. 2019 situation ship, 2020 situation ship, 2021 situation ship. It was like one a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one in 2020, it was like obviously like it, we met right before COVID and then like things got, which is like weird because like you can't, because it was like we met in February, like late February. And then, and then it was like whenever we would hang out, we just go to each other's, we'll go and just come to my place. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, how do I enforce an idea of like, I want to be taken on dates when there's literally nothing to do? So it's just like, yeah. I guess this is what happened. So it's like, are we just fucking or are we what's happening? Yeah. Um, that got really messy for like a myriad of reasons. <laughs> um, misconstrued definitions of polyamory and non monogamy. Ended up like a girlfriend that like was a girlfriend was maybe a girlfriend whatever yeah <laughs> the following year i had the worst um thing <laughs> i don't know what to call it the worst situation <laughs> i've ever had um still getting over um really really hurt me for like a ton of reasons um i went through like a really really close loss at an um in February of 2021, and then I had met, and then I had to travel for the um, burial, and then when I got back, I had met this guy, and he had also gone through a loss, so I was just like, this is like to be me and him, it's the world, whatever, mm-hmm. and it was not meant to be, yeah. it was not to be me against the world, it was me, him, and a bunch of other bitches, and no, <laughs> no it's sex, that's not the reason, <laughs> I truly have no problem with like, you know, someone being with other people physically, and we're not, you know, that's, that's not my thing. It was just, it was a poor relationship. He was a bad person. Yeah. Um, and I was very, very emotionally vulnerable and still, still feeling some that. And for me, it didn't drive me crazy. Someone I wanted to be with, physically being with other people, because I'm not like a, I'm not like a traditionally monogamous person, right? So like, if everything was cool with us, I wouldn't care if he was with other people. Right. I think me not being with people would have gotten to me at a point, but like, that wasn't what bothered me. What bothered me was feeling like he was, he really cared about me sometimes, that didn't, and then yeah. I would hear from him, and then I over here from him, and we'd be talking all day, and then we'd be like, we would FaceTime for hours sometimes, and then like, but I couldn't get, I couldn't nail down for plans, like, yeah. It was just very messy and very confusing. Um, so the sex part of it was, it was a part of what went wrong, but it wasn't the major part of it at all. Yeah. Are you actively dating or just you're taking a break, kind of like healing from that and then? No, I'm actively dating. Okay. I like, it ended in August and then I didn't really date that much from like August to December. Mm-hmm. And when I moved to New York, I started dating again, um, which has been different <laughs> well because so where did you move from so i was most of my dating all of my dating had been in dc i was living in dc okay. for six years i went to school in dc and then stayed in dc a couple years after i graduated um so like, i was living in dc the entire time after the summer i moved to philly um because i thought i was gonna live in philly mm-hmm. and i was there for a few months and i hated it <laughs> so i left and then moved to new york so i was dating in in dc took a break from dating in philly which is no harm no harm done because that it didn't look too good to be honest um and then awesome i actually i went to school around philly um i never was single when i was there but i i just always think it's interesting hearing how dating can be so different in different cities and i i have a cousin who lived in new york for like 10 years and i loved hearing her stories because i'm like 
is this what it's like, like anywhere other than Massachusetts or is it just because it's New York? And I feel like it's a little bit of both, but what is, what has been like the biggest change that you've noticed compared to dating in DC? I feel like when I was dating in DC, I think I felt a little bit more like focus, you know, like I felt like at least for like a first date or maybe even a second date, maybe not necessarily, but at least like, like if we went on a first date and it was really good, then I think there was like a level of excitement on both sides. Mm-hmm. But in New York, you can literally, I just, there's so many people, yeah. so many people have so many things going on that I just never feel like safe. You know, I feel like you you can go on a first date, you walk away and you're like, I'll never see this man ever again, yep. you know, yep. <laughs> in a way that in dc i just didn't feel as much and i I mean i've been ghosted after first dates in dc but like it just didn't like hit the same Mm -hmm. you know yeah like it just in new york i'll literally feel like i literally am so what the fuck just happened did i just imagine (laughs) this you know four hour long date we just had and then i you know i'm never talking to you again um so that's the major thing right now with new york and i've been here for about six months now and i think i'm still kind of acclimating to um to dating and and dating and this is the first time because after that thing with that guy last year i finally was like okay i think i want a boyfriend as opposed to being like that before i was in a relationship i don't want a relationship yeah now it's just like i i liked him as a person who was a terrible boyfriend so i I, but i know that i want a boyfriend Mm -hmm. by going through what i'm with him so this is the first time i've started i've dated um with the intention of having a boyfriend which means like like dating just looks a little bit different than it did before yeah definitely and that is funny. I've been on dates, like hours long dates too. And then you don't hear from them and you're like, you do kind of feel like you're going crazy. Like, did I, did I imagine that? I thought we had a connection and it's just, I think it comes down to people just, I wish people were more honest. Like I would much rather someone say, Hey, you know what? I don't think we're a match. Good luck. Rather than the, cause it's less, I feel like for me, it's been less like ghosting and more like, I'll keep the conversation up for like as many days. And then I try to make a plan with you. And then it's like, Oh, like I'm going to be busy until whenever. I'm like, just tell me you're not interested. I'd much rather that, but yeah, that happened a week ago. I thought it was a great date and then kind of just fizzled conversation. It's for me, it's like, what happens is like, it'll be like, I don't know if it is, it's love bombing in the general way that you can think about love bombing. And it was like an DC too. I'll meet a guy and if it's like a good date, it'll be like an amazing date. Sparks flying, blah, 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 blah. There's a bunch of like physical chemistry. And then like a date to three dates go by and it's like that same energy. And then all of a sudden it switches up. And a lot of the times it'll be them coming months later being like so sorry i just met somebody else you know yeah and it's like i I feel like i've had that i've just i've I've deemed myself good luck chuck of like (laughs) men will love to be like you're so cool you're so awesome i met somebody else um so yeah if someone wants to meet their girlfriend i think we should go on a date (laughs) but then it'll it'll happen for you i have two kind of closing questions um unless is there any like really great experiences that you want to share 
No. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> the London one was a good one. That's like a like one for the ages. It was good at the time. At the yeah. time, yeah. But to, to be fair, I've had lots of really good. The date I had, the first, the I say all the time, the first date I had with that guy that I was seeing last last summer, yeah, was amazing. Um, it was truly amazing. I just felt so connected. I also like so rarely like he walked up and I was just like, oh, he's hot. Like, usually I like, <laughs> warm up and I'll be like, mm, okay, he's cute. You yeah. know, but like I walked up, he walks with me, I was like, no, he's hot. And then I was like, great conversation. And then we ended up hooking up that night and that was amazing too. Yeah. Um. So like that, obviously like, yeah. So I guess most of the dates, I, I also, I don't want to like, you know, to my own horn, I'm a great dater. Yeah. Like I'm great on a date. Um. I'm good chat, you know? Yeah. So, so no one has I, to be worried, like, like, oh, if we go on a date with Chica, it's going to be, like, a dud. Like, no, it's going to be good. Have, <laughs> yeah. For sure. You're definitely going to have a good time. Even if, like, there was time, there was this one guy I went on a date with in New York who, like, when we said goodbye to each other, it was, like, very much, like, we're never seeing each other again. But it was, like, good chat, you mm-hmm. know? I was, like, I'm never going to go on a date with you again. Yeah. Those little things that are annoying me, also, you're not that attractive. But, like, it was, you know, it could have been worse. Yeah. It didn't feel like a waste of time. No, it definitely felt like a waste of time. Oh, but, okay. <laughs> but the conversation was good. <laughs> what is a piece of dating advice that you either live by or like want to live by? Like if there's like, if you've reevaluate, reevaluated and said, you know what, this is really something I need to be better about, whether it's vetting people for longer before you meet up with them or you know, maybe not hang out with them for hours at the first time. Like, is there anything that has worked or you're hoping will work? So this is, I have a, I have a, I have a thing, but I kind of leading up to it is that I don't want to change who I feel like I am fundamentally mm-hmm. because I'm hurt. Um, and I'm, I am, I'm hurt. And I mean, my last thing I have like residual trust issues because of that, but I don't want to be, like a much more much different dater mm-hmm. because of being hurt. I want to protect myself, but I don't want to be like, you know, I don't want to like not do what feels good because yeah. I'm like I don't want to be hurt. But on the other side, I don't want to give as many chances as I've given in the past um, because of like initial connections. And I I do want to cut people off a lot sooner with yeah. disrespect. So the thing that I I guess it's advice or something I want to live by. Is that like if someone and even if it was a first date, because I feel like we're like they don't owe you this, they don't owe you that. That's bullshit to me. We're human beings. Yeah. There's like a social contract of like treating people well. Mm-hmm. So no, you don't owe me anything. Like if someone goes to you on a first date, even if it's like after all this stuff happened, should they be like, you know, should they be a firing squad? No, they shouldn't die. They should be put to death, but it's still fucked up. Yeah. You know. So I don't want if someone cares about you as a person as a human being or as like who you are they wouldn't want to make you feel bad mm-hmm. and so if you feel bad they don't care about you enough or they don't care or they can't care about you enough or they're incapable of caring about you in a way that doesn't make you feel bad you shouldn't feel bad yeah like the person that you are with the person you're dating whether it's like casually dating or you're just initially dating they shouldn't make you feel bad and if they do, you gotta cut them off. Even yeah. if they do make you feel really good sometimes, they shouldn't make you feel bad. Yeah, there shouldn't be back and forth. Because that, I mean, that's not fair. I don't believe that the that's not matter. Because I think if there's, I think the, the thing that is hard for us 
us, like royal us, is when there are good goods. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, I'll take the bad, bad. Yeah. And I think you have to ignore the good. Right. If you're evaluating something, completely ignore the good and think about those bads. Because you just, I don't, it's just, it's just not good for you to kind of be yo-yoing like that, you know? And I think there's a lot of, when, when you're trying to cut things off with someone and the things that are always going to hold you back are those goods. But right. like, you shouldn't make me feel bad. And that should inform. There was a TikTok that was like, the, yeah, the goods are good and the bads are bad, but like that good person is still the bad person, you know? Right. It's, like that's not separate. Like right. why is it that he's a good person because he makes you feel good and then sometimes he does bad things? Those bad things are also a part of him. Yeah. And so you just have to think about that too. And, and yeah, you just, I think, I think, and I also, I, I sometimes I do say things that's like, maybe I'll, maybe I should have a little bit of softness to it, or maybe I shouldn't like, maybe it's not like a cut and dry rule, but right now, because I'm still hurt, <laughs> if someone makes you feel bad, cut it off. Yeah. No, and I, I think even people who aren't hurting, I think that's just a good rule to live by. Because there's so many people out there that want to make you feel good. And there's just so many good people yeah. out there too. And I I don't, yeah, I don't think you have to put up with the lows, the, the low lows. Yeah. Other than, I mean, obviously every relationship has struggles and, but it's the way that you handle the struggles together and, and not put the other person down or blame the other person, so. And struggle is very different than someone making you feel bad. Yeah, Like having true. a struggle is one thing. Someone making you feel bad or someone doing something that will hurt you, yeah. especially if you would that. Someone is doing something that hurts you. There's no, I don't still think there's an excuse for it. Yeah. Well, live by that for sure. <laughs> and then I'm going to end on like positive. What is something that you're really excited about right now? I mean, I think that New York City is the greatest city in the world. And I'm very excited to start a life here. Um, and I, there's a part of me that excited, is not excited to stay here, but it's excited <laughs> to like become a fuller adult here. And I think that it's inevitable that dating will kind of fold into that well, right? Like I think I'm still still so used to like being so reliant on apps that I'm my goal for myself is to kind of get away from that. Mm -hmm. Um and I think that there's no better city to do that than here. Yeah, that's true because there's literally always something going on and somewhere to meet someone. So best yeah. of luck. Um well Chica, thank you so much for coming on. Um do you want to let everyone know where they can find you and how to like sign up for the newsletter and everything? Yes. Um, so you can find me personally on Instagram at Chica, C-H-I-K-A underscore E-K-E-M-E-C-I-E. -E -E. um, and then you can find my newsletter through my profile. You can also find it at in our 20s, I-N underscore our 20s, O-U-R-T-W-E-N-T-I-E-S. Um, and you can subscribe to the newsletter from there as well. Awesome. And I'm going to link everything in the show notes um, and tag you on Instagram and everything, because I think people are going to love reading your posts and, and just everything that you guys are doing. Um, and thank you so much for coming on and being honest and sharing all the good advice. And um, yeah, we're looking forward to everything that, that you put out in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you.